0: Welcome to Safe Space with Jess Pass, a growing and flowing vibe for the soul tribe. I'm Jess Pass talking all things spirituality, personal development, life and career, reminding you and myself to show up authentically in radical self-love. It is tough stuff, but worth the work. What's up, everybody? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support over the last few weeks and obviously over the last um, six months now. Thank you so much. Every listen, every rating, every um, DM, every follow, every like, every share. Like, everybody has been um, so supportive and gracious in your support. I really cannot thank everyone enough for just being so encouraging through this whole process of, you know, my, uh, journey. And it's not clean and neat as much as I try to, uh, try to keep my coloring inside the lines. It's really messy. And, um, Definitely not perfect, <laughs> and definitely not polished. So I just appreciate those of you who are listening now, and and those who have been listening and continue <clears throat> to tune into my journey and um, accept me in all of these stages. Thank you, and it is not unnoticed. I don't know how <laughs> to thank everybody for the continued support every really like every message you guys send and about you know thank you for saying this or doing this or posting this and then hearing that's so sweet and kind and I appreciate it but what's so important to me is when you follow it up with a why like and how it connects to your life and how it connects to your you know living out loudness and how it connects to the game changing decisions that you're making um, I'm trying not to cry. It just reminds me like. We're really all here. We're all just trying to figure it out. <laughs> and we're all in this together. And there's no amount of. um. We're really all well in this together. And there are so many illusions created. To. This like facade of division. Of like. Even when it comes to work. Like I'm a blank You know, whatever your position or title is at your corporate job, your state job, your city job, your contract job, whatever it is. Like, no, you're not. That's not you. And that's not me. We really are. We're just, we are light beings having a human experience. We are essences. We are auras. We are energy. And those things, you know, our job titles, our hobbies, our sports, our... Family, titles, those are just parts of the experience, right? And like this life that we have, this is our movie. And I've talked about that before, right? Main character energy. We're all living out our main character energy. And if you're not, what are you waiting for? Like I give you permission. If you need permission, the universe gives you permission. They want you to live your main character energy meaning like you are not obligated to do or say or be any kind of way as much as society tells us we are like well you know even and I know it's hard for like parents right well I'm I have I have to xyz for my children and I'm not a parent so I can't speak you know to those feelings um but I can assure you that you are number 1 purpose here is to pour into you and all those other things will naturally be taken care of because when you're filled up, you're able to give your best to whatever buckets you have in front of you that you need to fill, whether that's children or work or children and work, children and work and a hobby, children and work and a hobby and continuing education, or whatever it is. The more we show up as the real me, whatever that means to you, right? And the more prioritization of that, there is a sudden energy surge. And that energy surge really employs us to be able to give more of our real self to all those obligatory buckets we have or those obligatory illusions, you know, and focusing on what lights you up and what makes you feel alive with fulfillment and gratitude. I can't believe they don't teach us this shit in school. I mean, of course they don't teach us this shit in school, right? The more I like zoom out, I'm like, they really do want a workforce of people who don't have time to think because look, I have, I've had all this time to think since we got locked down. This has been a two plus year journey of Jessica going in and thinking about me, about life, generational patterns, family, and society. And they don't let me tell you, they don't want us to do that because if everyone If everyone started doing that to the depths of, I know I go, I know I go deep and dark, I know. It's so fun, though. (laughs) Um, If we all had more time, uh, you know, if if we weren't exhausted all the time, if we weren't stressed or scared about national and international events all the time, if we had the peace to sit and not be pulled anywhere else but within on a consistent basis, there would be a motherfucking Reva fucking Lucian. Let me fucking tell you. I mean, we've seen it, right? The Black Lives Matter movement was so pivotal and so telling. And I'm positive there would have been a movement regardless of COVID. But it would be naive if we assumed that all the people that were marching would have been there had it not been for COVID, quarantine, time to sit, time to read, time to realize what the fuck actually has been going on in this country. That, you know, moving back of the veil, like think of the Wizard of Oz, right? And you, when they, that scene where they see the man behind the curtain and you're like, wait, this is not at all. This is not at all what you say you are, system, machine. Um, and I think that's like, that's one primo example I keep thinking about. And um, now the great resignation on a, you know, not as a, an emotional scale, but the, the greater resignation is another indicator of, people are going in and waking up to at least at the very least their own happiness their own alignment their own like lack of spark as a result of being overworked there's just so much in our society that is it seems so harmless and it's there these systems in the machine they're just they're not harmless overworking and when I say overworking, I mean working a 40-hour work week. I just want to be very clear about that. What I mean. I mean overworking is working a 40-hour work week. Period. We're humans. There's no company that needs us to be working 40 fucking hours. There's no there's no way. Guys, there's no way. Come on. And if you think about I did not even mean for this to be a career episode, but here I am. You think about, like, the people that do really, really uh, intricate jobs. These positions that require attention to detail and focus, right? They're not, let's say, brain surgeon. You think they're going to schedule Greg the brain surgeon in back-to-back brain surgeries? You think that? Because... Corporate's not going to hesitate to put six meeting, six Zoom meetings on my calendar on a Friday as a sales rep. Is a hospital going to put six brain surgeries on Greg the brain surgeon's calendar? Fuck no, dude. What? Are you kidding? Because that's crazy. Granted, a brain surgeon takes much more intricate detail and focus than what I was doing in my 9-5. Um, But who's to say that we shouldn't all be treated with more human grace at work and being mindful of what demand is being placed on us and what we accept. That's a big one. Pushing back like that, that time slot's not going to work for me. I have three meetings that day and I have a boundary, you know, three Zoom meetings a day is more than enough just oh my god the the zoom fatigue is crazy um and people are like oh but it's easy work from home no it's not it's, t- it's taking a toll on us all meetings require energy um and therefore whether you're zooming or google meeting or you're meeting in person pay attention to your energy level your boundary Your limit for meetings and for demand is going to be different probably than the person next to you. But it doesn't make it any less or more important. Don't be afraid to start pushing back on whatever whatever you're being asked to do. I'll get off my soapbox now with that. I recently made uh, a long time coming decision. Since January of this year, I knew that by June, I would no longer be at my 9-to-5 job. Uh, my 9-to-5 job treated me very well the last seven years. I learned and grew so much. I worked under two wonderful managers and their manager, who's like my regional manager or vice president of sales of the region, I also had a very close relationship and dynamic with on personal and professional level, and I'm so grateful that I had those opportunities and really, those people and my teammates um, or, or my the friends I made that were colleagues um, probably kept me there, just like when I was teaching, probably kept me there longer than I wanted to be. I got the itch last year, last January. I knew, I was like, I got to get out of this role because I'm not feeling it anymore. And that's okay. Nothing, I love that role. Like if you are a teacher and you are looking to get into education technology, I know this the word sales sounds scary, but I do recommend go to it go to McGraw Hill, Pearson, Sengage, like any of these major publishers that sell education technology to colleges, universities or K through 12. Go have an interview or a discovery call about those sales positions, I guarantee you it will sound and feel less salesy than you think. It's actually all conversational and relationship building. So if that's your forte and you need to get out of that classroom, DM me because I have job postings available for you in the Long Island and New York City area. Um, But I've known since January that this road was coming to an end come hell or high water and I was just praying for high water. And um. I remember even like a tarot reader predicted it and I was like nope that's not me Uh, that's definitely not me I'm not leaving and if I'm leaving I'm only leaving if I have xyz if I'm leaving it's only going to be for xyz if I have to leave it's only because I receive xyz guess what none of those things happened well not none but but none um month after month after month I you know I was Pouring into building High Priestess Healing. Please follow me on Instagram at high.priestess.healing3. That is where I have my daily tarot readings. Um, you can book tarot or Reiki sessions with me or life coaching. Building this baby and nurturing this ayahuasca-inspired baby. Um, this, this healing business every month I was like, okay, I can see where I could go full time at some point, right? I even started having conversations with my friends, like my inner, inner, like three best friends, like about money milestones I was hitting and how those money milestones, you know, they might be small to other people or business owners or whatever. But to me, they were like very telling as to the growth of the business and, and where I could go. And I had, the aha, like you could do this. Like, if you have a full time job and you're hitting these miles, these money milestones, what could you do if you clear the space of that nine to five job? Um, but I still was scared, right? Be I, I grew up hard up. I mean, not as hard up as other people, but um, you know, like our electricity would go out if the bill wasn't paid. That was like a frequent thing, or not having hot water, or like. I remember my sister one time, like, collected all the soda cans and brought them up too. Um, to get money. Like, you know, you'd bring up cans to the grocery store and you'd get money back so she could buy, like, some food and snacks or whatever. Like, our parents worked their asses off, but they both owned businesses. And, like, sometimes the money was slow to come in. And if they're working all the time and we were, you know, we raised each other, basically – and fended for ourselves a lot. Like, I was home alone uh, in second grade, started babysitting in second grade, which is, like, absolutely insane when I think about it now, but it just is what it is. We're all, you know, relatively fine. I'm just drinking ayahuasca in the jungle to deal with it, but who am I? Um, All that to say, you know, like, it wasn't easy growing up, and we went without a lot, and it made us appreciate things that we did get, and um, we leaned into each other a lot, right? Like, remind each other of what's important. And um, their divorce, you know, took a bigger toll. And so shit was just hard for a long time. And, you know, foreclosure is such a sad thing in America. And I think it has such shame wrapped around it. It makes me so sad because I think people have this, like, negative connotation that if someone's unable to pay for their home um that they're like an irresponsible or lazy person and like it's just not that's so unfair and so not the case and you know when we went through that you know I realized at such a young age how perception is so warped in our country and You know, I watched two parents just grind to the bone for years and years and years. Still, they both, I mean, my mom's playing more now and my dad's just starting to play a little bit more now, too. Thank goodness. But they just worked so hard and they didn't have the internet at their fingertips to, like, recalibrate anything they were doing, right? They had to just go off of what they knew. And and I'm so grateful. Um, And with that comes, like, a lot of fear, you know seeing how hard it was for them seeing the hardship seeing the are we going to pay bill be able to pay bills are we gonna have what we need are we gonna you know what's going to happen to the house where are we can what's going to be the living situation those things you know i don't even know if i really talk about that with a lot of people because it's it really is such a deep 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 wound um and if you relate please let me know i i you know my dms are open and i get it you can share that fear and like how it affects you day to day it really sticks with us and now I find myself you know forever I was like I'll never own a business I used to say I'll never own a business I'm always going to work for somebody else because I don't want the stress I I would say I'm never going to get married then I started then I was like oh I'm not bringing a kid into this world I would be so fucked up All these, like, I would never, I would never, and I'm realizing in hindsight a lot of it is, like, based off of fear because of what I saw and how impacted I was as a scared child and teenager, right? And now, like, the fear is still there. I'm not sure I can reprogram that fear. Maybe, uh, I'll keep trying. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how many microdosing sessions would, uh, completely rewire that. But, um... I'm becoming a little bit more grateful for the fear because I heard um my breathwork one of my breathwork coaches and a business coach of mine, um, Jessica of like the Healing Couple, Jessica and Corey, if you're interested in breath work or spiritual business coaching, I highly recommend them on Instagram at the Healing Couple. She said, um, what if you st- She said to us, the group of us, what if you start using your discomfort and fear as a compass as, like, that's the direction you got to go in. And that, like, really, really hits me so deep. Because so much of my life has been avoiding fear. um, Because to me, fear is indicative of danger. And I already saw a lot of danger growing up. I saw a lot of violence and abuse and uh, substance abuse. And, you know, we experienced a suicide and two deaths in the same year. And, like, there's just so much compounded trauma in, like, a little person's life in a short period of time. So I just would, like, avoid any type of conversation, situation, um, or opportunity that would make me scared because i'd be like this is gonna result in catastrophe because it always did growing up you know i had i had good childhood memories too i don't want you guys to think i was like always in a dark place it's just like the dark heavy moments anchor you know they anchor down so hard um and now i'm realizing like with some perspective in Zooming Out. And um, thank you, plant medicine. That um, fear is a liar. Uh, I get why we have it. I think it was more useful back in caveman days. And like when we were nomads and hunters and gatherers. Because every day I have it. Every day I wake up with it. And I have to remind my body. Like, okay, shoulders out of my ear holes, down. Take a deep breath all the way into your belly. And like reset my nervous system (laughs) because she's just, she's just scared every day. She wakes up ready. Um, and that's fight or flight, right? Because of how we were programmed from in utero till however old, seven, eight, nine. Um, and now I'm like, Oh, fear has become my biggest teacher. Cause every time I go to fear, right? Every time I go forward through her, um, it doesn't make her go away. The feeling doesn't go away. But I always I always end up with something. I always walk away with something really big and powerful and helpful. So now I'm trying to talk to her like, this is my teacher. This is my sensei. <laughs> and the fear I'm experiencing this week, I'm sure no one is surprised, is, you know, I know I, I'm taking a leap of faith on myself and I'm so... I'm so happy to be able to do this. And I'm so happy to prioritize my light. I didn't mean to say that. That just came out. I'm so happy to prioritize what lights me up. And be like, you can do this. You can make this a career. Go. Just go. Go. And I did, right? I, you know, I made as much of a plan as I could. And, you know, with a little, little cushion. I'm not, yeah, I'm not being fake here. Like I'm not, I don't have like a hundred grand in the bank. Just like, I'm good. Like it'll all work out. It's just like, just enough to carry me through. And that's like, um, my, my bank account in faith and spirit and faith in the universe is a little heftier than my actual bank account. And I'm not telling anybody, uh, just so you know, I'm not a financial advisor and I'm a career coach, but not on this, not right now. Listen, right now, I'm just storytelling. So please don't leave your job, Um, you know, if you don't have some kind of plan. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, This has taken, like, months of mental preparation and strategy and, like, financial, you know, financial planning, in a sense, but not you know, it would be great if there was more. (laughs) But, um, I'm really leaning into practice what I preach and I can't ignore the signs. This was like ayahuasca too. I just couldn't. It was too much, too many in a compounded time. And it was so loud. And I was like, this is going to get me because last time I didn't follow a calling, mm, your girl fell down a flight of stairs and cracked her head open and broke her wrist. So, I am just leaning all the way in now. And leaving corporate for a calling has never felt um I've never felt so liberated and I and I thought leaving the classroom to corporate that alone I was like wow a company that's going to pay me well and give me a car and a credit card and pay for my phone and give me a laptop like and a gas card, like, and have me, fly me places a few times a year, you know, it was, a, I got, a, I got a dream gig, dude, like, I can't, I still can't even believe that, like, and that was a little known secret, I was, I was blasting my resume, and getting, like, some bites, and no, and then, like, thanks, but no thanks, and a few discovery calls, but really, Pearson was, like, that was the only interview I got that was, like, f- top to bottom, like, from the discovery call all the way through to the offer. Um, and that was for a reason. I, I said that to my mom. I'm like, what are the odds that I come out of college? The first teaching job um, that I got a bite back from, you know, they hired me. Applying on Long Island for teaching jobs in the city at that time was, like, when we gra- when I graduated in 2008, 2009, I'm sorry. It was like, good luck. People were like, get a job at Applebee's because you're probably going to sub. And it's just in a matter of a month, like, somebody put me in touch with somebody, got an interview. That day they hired me. And I was like, what? What? First teaching job. And it was connected, like, in a strange way, it was connected to my college. Like, one of the, st- you know, the Stiff brothers, the famous legendary. Stith brothers from St. Bonaventure University, first African American basketball players to receive scholarships at Bonas and hold records to this day. Their sister worked at the school that I was teaching at, and one of my friends from Bonas who played on the basketball team also went to the school I was teaching at. Very strange synchronicity, you know. And at the time I kept saying, this is so doesn't anybody else think this is really powerfully strange like a movie? Isn't this strange to anybody else? Nobody cares. Nobody cares, Jess. Okay. Fast forward. I'm desperately trying to leave teaching. I had, it was a panic attack that was very bad that ended up making me decide to leave. And like that week I started applying and this job at Pearson was the from the discover took me from a discovery call all the way through. No other jobs did that. No other, I didn't get an offer from anybody else. I didn't even get further than an initial interview. Actually, yeah. And I got the offer from Pearson on my late Nana's birthday, who was the teacher in the family. The reason why I would became a teacher. Called my mom, called my stepdad, called my dad, told all them. I was like, don't you think it's fucking crazy that I got this offer to leave teaching on Nana's birthday? Don't you think this is a nod from the universe or from her or something? Because I don't know about you guys, but leaving teaching to go corporate um, in the circle I grew up with, you know, very, very blue collar families It was like, why would you ever, the questions were, why would you ever leave a teaching job? And I was like, oh, because I'm going to fucking lose my mind, bash my head against the wall. I don't know. Um, It was, why would you ever leave teaching? Aren't you going to miss your summers off? (laughs) As if, as if. I was sleep, I was depressed sleeping through my summers. I was not going anywhere, not even the beach. I was just depressed. Um... And they're like, what about your pension? And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to lose that pension because I'm going to go AWOL on this job. And not because the not cause kids. Not that the kids are innocent. Kids are going to be kids. But, like, kids with no, uh, what do you call them, consequences because of a broken system. Of course kids are going to go crazy into school. They're going crazy. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I would too. But, like, the New York City public school system is just so bonkers, dude. It's so backwards. Um. So this job, you know, Pearson kind of like was this like saving grace this universal like rescue safety net. And I <coughs> still to this date, no one can convince me that those two things were not spiritually aligned, were universally aligned. And now here I am reliving it all again. I'm reliving it all again because I've been trying, I've been applying to jobs since last January 2021 in Pearson and outside of Pearson. There have been offers I've received that were not aligned with me and that and I declined them higher paying job, but it was not aligned with me said no thanks. Um, and most recently when my manager came out that she was resigning and, and going somewhere else that was the sign from the universe I needed I need I needed her and that and I don't know if she'll ever know the depth of that either. Or the role she played in like shaping me and helping me become a business professional. Danielle, if you ever hear this, I love you. Um, Hearing her say, you know, she shared with me that she was leaving. I was like, thank you once again for being a leader and like reminding us you're not just a leader on this team, but you're showing us as a human, like make the life you want and, and you have to take risks to achieve what you want to achieve And that within two weeks, you know, I was blasting out resumes again, getting some interviews. Um, Any interview I get, I take for, you know, uh, coaching, um, feedback and experience I can give to my clients. But it was the day that the psychedelic, that psychedelic spotlight posted it. a contractor job. So not full-time, right? This is not like a full-time corporate gig. This is a startup and it's independent contract work. So you get a 1099. They posted their job opening and I thought I had just said to my therapist that week, I said to her, please let me know if you, she's also, she's interested in this psychedelic world as well. She, I let her know, please, if you see any opportunities for work in that space in the psychedelic space specifically will you let me know she sent me a link and I just started like focusing on that I'm like I'm not going into another corporate gig I need to be with like-minded people I need to be with people who speak this language and understand the power the power of life-changing perspective shift that psychedelics have on you and how nothing and no one looks the same after you have a deep journey, period, for me. Maybe for you it's different. I doubt it, though. Um, saw this posting, applied. That day they got back to me. And I went, whoa, that's a sign. Scheduled the, my interview. And that weekend I was broken up with. It's totally fine. We're okay. (laughs) I was broken up with and got COVID the same weekend. (laughs) The universe was like, oh, you're going to pretend like this doesn't hurt you. We're going to actually put you in bed so that all you can do is think about it. Okay, cool. Um, And that week while I was recovering, you know, letting COVID and heartbreak course through me, um, I interviewed twice for this company and boom, got the offer crazy so in, from May till June I was actually working four jobs my contractor work at Psychedelic Spotlight my 9 to 5 job um, thank goodness it was in a, the beginning of a slow season my career co- coaching and I was, still, I was still resume writing I'm no longer I've retired that skill from my repertoire and nurturing the launch of High Priestess Healing my holistic healing business which is ultimately going to be my heart and center at some point um so resigning from my corporate gig was scary but it was also like well you you got three other jobs kid you're not you're not without jobs here (laughs) you are full abundantly employed abundantly employed um but i I cannot tell you how many little magical moments and medium sized magical moments and big magical moments have been happening over the last three weeks because of this decision and committing. This is what happened with ayahuasca too. The second I committed to it out loud, things started changing. Things started shifting. Um things started landing in my lap and it's happening all over again. This is not easy though. I don't want I don't want anyone to think like, oh, she jumped ship and now she's just like receiving the abundance. That's not that's not it. But I am receiving the I'm receiving enough nods from the universe and enough abundance or enough opportunities to know this undercurrent something's coming. So these d- day-to-day when I feel like anxious or stuck or I'm not moving fast enough or I'm moving too fast, whatever the fuck it is that day that I'm beating myself about beating myself up about, um, I have to take pause and remember all these nods are building up to something bigger. And and I'm I'm claiming it here. Something big, 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 big is coming for me. Something fucking life-changing is coming for me. And I can't tell you what that is because I don't fucking know. But I know in the fibers of my being, and I've known since last August, I said that to my therapist, Barbara. I love her. I said that to her. I was like, "Can't explain it to you, but I know something very big is going to happen to me next year, and it's already happening. And maybe that something big is just me, me happening and me stepping into me. And I can't wait. Um, I cannot wait to see what." all unfolds and I know there's going to be a lot of hard days and a lot of you know my dad popped over yesterday and he's like listen some days are going to be boring some days will be scary and some days are going to be really rewarding what you need to remember is why you're doing this and if you're happy every day doing what you're doing then you've already won he's such a good dad (laughs) and I have a good mom and a good stepdad too and other like you know aunts and uncles who acted like parents too Um, are you happy guys are you happy I hope someone answered like I hope you're driving listening to this and you're like no or yes whatever if you're not happy what are you waiting for I say that no judgment I say that like from love i'm urging you go do what makes you happy nothing fucking else matters i believe the happier the happier we are because we are making ourselves happy the more ala- the universe just wants to match your vibration and is like oh okay so jess is vibing at grateful and present and happy we're going to send her more that matches that because vibes match vibes and that's the law of attraction if you actually i'm currently reading just like a little bit every morning it's this book called the secret by rhonda byrne um i think some of you i've talked to you about it already some of you have read it already it's a really great anchor um to start the day with or end the day with reminding ourselves about the law of attraction and and our perspective and how At the end of the day, whether you break down a tree or a human body or a flower or whatever, water, everything is energy. Everything is energy. So that is how we're all connected, right? And energy and frequencies have to move and flow and gravitate and repel. And if you start paying attention to your energy, you can begin to intentionally attract what you want to attract, there's naturally a, le- a lag in manifestation time, right? And I, I don't mean this like, you know, think about it and it will come. I mean like think about it. Then act out loud like you have it. M- meaning like doing do aligned actions as if you already have that thing. And visualize already having that thing so that you can feel the emotion in your body as if you already have it. There is something... I can't believe they don't teach us this. But just like I said at the beginning, of course they don't fucking teach us this. I believe we are all given different sets of obstacles and that part's not fair. Actually, none of it's fair, right? Um, But at some level, we all have the power and ability to start intentionally focusing and where attention goes energy flows and i say that because you are so powerful and i don't and i wonder if you know it do you know how, like do you know how powerful you are though i don't i don't know how powerful i am i just know that it's overwhelming sometimes and scary when i see it happen and i'm like i did that cuz it doesn't feel like me it feels like something beyond me Because we can't like see it. There is something in us though. And maybe it's be bigger than us, right? Maybe it's like we have the cord to whatever the source is. And we could just like turn it on. But if you're not happy. I'm begging you. To make a jump. Towards whatever it is that lights you up. Even if. In five minutes, it doesn't light you up anymore. Something else does. Who cares? That's the beauty of life. That's actually a gift, right? We're going to have a series of things that light us up. Resume writing used to light me up. Now, I would rather clip my toenails than write a resume. And, like, that's not... I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy any kind of foot care. I'm too ticklish for it. Whatever, this is too much now. Now you know. There's no one more, there's no one more important than you to you. And if you take care of you and prioritize you, your happiness, what lights you up, what inspires you, what ignites you, what gets you, like, actually excited to be alive, that's like a sentence I am, oh my god, excited to be alive, this is such a new concept for me. Like there, you know, I've had moments in life where I was like, oh, I'm so grateful for this moment or this day or this person or this place or this thing. But like to wake up, one, I'm in fear every day (laughs) and also wake up like I'm so grateful to be alive. Jesus, that's something that I cannot stress enough. And we all, deserve that. Everyone deserves to be happy to be alive, and everyone deserves to experience whatever it is that makes you feel happy to be alive, whether it's a different career path, or a different partner, or a different group of people around you, or a new hobby, and who gives a fuck what you look like doing it also? I mean, I don't think I need to say that, but Something that has been coming to light is like the more the more we step into ourselves, the more you attract people who are doing the same. And I'm, you know who you are, listen, uh, the people listening. I'm so grateful for you, and like, with the light comes the dark, and there's like a lot of there just is what it is. A lot of people saying not nice things about me, and that's okay, um, because it's not about me, right? It's about um it's about them. It's about how I'm making them, I'm triggering something. I don't know. It's not about me. It doesn't feel great, though, to know that, like, oh, these X, Y, and Z said these very, very mean things, or like, or like, she's crazy, or, you know, like, (laughs) that one, that doesn't make me sad. That makes me, when people are like, I think Jess is, gone crazy. I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing it right." <laughs> it's like the hurtful stuff that you're like, "Oh, like you don't get it." You know, it's like people when you're like, "Oh no, I'm so disappointed. I thought you would get this or like support this." Um and that's going to happen. That's the, that's the reality is uh we we live in a reality of contrast. That is the point of this. We have left the source of love to experience a world and, ex- and an experience of contrast. And learning how to navigate the two and savor, savor the light, um, but in the the more light we experience, naturally the naturally we have to experience the dark end too. And what I'm seeing is the the deeper I go into my dark end and like confront my dark dark end, not like other people like what they're saying and doing necessarily, just like my dark end, like what fears or self-limiting beliefs do I have about myself that I need to look in the face uh, and when I do and then come back up it's like you grew your roots down so much further by going so deep and dark and because your roots are so deep and dark now the tree branches can grow further up into the sky higher to the sun, right? that analogy like of the tree like the highest trees, the ones that really get to like almost like kiss the sky, kiss the sun, they have the deepest roots in the darkest of ground. And that that's the recipe. So if you can find yourself digging up from that fear, from that darkness and taking that leap, I promise you'll be able to kiss the sun. And if you're already doing that, can you please share? It helps me so much to just feel like I'm not alone when I hear other people um, like-minded going through similar situations and that can be as big as having a conversation with someone that makes you uncomfortable or asking for a raise or leaving a toxic anything job partner family dynamic whatever religion i love hearing those stories i'm gonna leave it with that and um stay tuned for a little to the tarot we go for the rest of the week, again, I really appreciate everybody listening and being along for my journey, I hope that this resonates with you or helps you make a big life jump because nobody can do it but you, and when you do, the love you feel for yourself is, it is, I used to give this to men. I can't believe it like this level of love I used to reserve for partners and now I'm like oh my god it's for you silly girl she says as she's four years away from being 40 I'm a girl all right thank you guys to the tarot we go. Today's date is June 28th, even though time doesn't matter. Um, So for the next week, keep your eyes peeled and ears to the ground. This tarot reading will be uh, useful for the next, let's say, seven days, right? So now into right after 4th of July. So for today's tarot reading we have the empress the devil ace of pentacles with knight of wands at the bottom of the deck so from out of the gate we have two major arcana cards here the empress and the devil so this is very much like divine soul contract uh the universe is here with us and this is like destiny what what's about to happen what's happening right now So the Empress is the first card coming out. The Empress is all about creativity, right? She is the mother card. She represents uh, all dynamics and relationships with mothers. Whether you are a mother, you have a relationship with a mother or a grandmother, if you're trying to have children, or from a creative aspect, if you are creating something, creating a new life, creating a new line of business, creating another stream of income, creating a hobby, creating a new pattern or habit or or. Uh, healthy mindset. The Empress card comes out to reflect back to us that we are in this energy. We are embodying the Empress energy, which I love to see. This particular card, it's the it's not the traditional deck. It's a different deck. And um, the Empress card here has the actual heart, like our organ, the heart. With a tree growing out of it, which is like... I just fucking used that analogy about trees. I'm like, okay, got it. Listening. And the the tree is like... It's so, so big, this tree, that it actually looks like a mini forest. There's like multiple trees coming out of this heart. And what looks like veins in the heart is actually the roots. This card, with this deck, to me is like... We are in the midst of creating... A new life, a new something, a new venture, a new something, right? We're creating from our heart right now. And that is actually what we're here to do. We are supposed to create the reality around us, create the reality we want, create the us we want to be. So I asked you earlier, are you happy? What are you holding yourself, like what's holding you back? This card is coming up reminding you, if you don't like any, if there's something you don't like in your life, you are the Empress. You can create that change and you can be anything, anyone you want to be. Just because you were Jessica Marie Elizabeth Basilico for 36 years, Cardinal just, a Cardinal just flew by as I said that. Just because that's who you were for 36 years does not mean that you have to be her for another 36. You can be whatever, whoever, wherever you want. Whatever you want. And that's followed up with the devil card. Now don't, don't get scared. I used to get so scared um, when the devil card came out. The devil card represents restriction, addiction, codependency, where there is something holding us back. This whole episode was like about fear. So it's like, if you are, if you're listening to this, you're probably vibing at the same frequency as me. I have to assume, or, or, or we're close in, in vibration. If you, like me, are stepping into this fear while creating this new, whatever, life, business, situation, relationship, the universe is letting you know, we see your fear But keep going. The Ace of Pentacles is right behind the devil. The Ace of Pentacles is new opportunity from the universe. It's not, uh, it's a minor arcana card, right? The pentacles, the suit is a minor arcana card. And most of those cards are all all about your like day-to-day decisions and behaviors. And, uh, just reinstates free will. But the caveat here is Ace of Pentacles, the aces are all from the universe, So we have three in a row universe cards out here. So whatever it is that you're creating, do not let fear hold you back because the universe is just waiting on the other side of that fear with a gift. And it is going to be in in relation to whatever it is you're creating. So it'll be a new opportunity, a new financial gain, a new client, a new partner, lover, um multiple whatever a new 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 it's coming ace of pentacles it's coming it is just on the other side of fear and the second you step into that fear son of wands at the bottom of the deck it's coming in hot and fast uh son of wands which is knight of wands in the traditional deck this is uh this one of the fastest cards in the deck the imagery on this card is there's this very um fit fellow actually this is a babe this silhouette I need private time. This is an attractive silhouette of a man. The imagery inside his silhouette is a uh, volcano blasting off with lava. So there is like hot, passionate fire energy. And right under it is, ooh, eight of pentacles. Oh my god, and the tower. Now I'm going deep. Mother of pentacles. Guys, if anybody here, nine of wands, oh my god. If anyone here is in a similar boat of creating something where they're hoping to create stability and and an increase in their material possessions or wealth or stability in that sense. So that could be finances, investment, career, salary, bonuses, um, home buying, anything like that. All of these cards are saying like that's coming. It's just on the other side of fear. You can create it. And the universe is waiting for us. All you have to do is jump. Oh, my God. And that's the message, please. All you got to do is jump. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. thank you again for listening to this episode and all the episodes you've listened to so far. I appreciate you. If you are making a big life decision or have a big burning question, I encourage you to book your free life or career coaching consult with me at www.jessicaposilico.com or bring me those burning questions and we'll ask the tarot deck. You can book your live or video tarot reading at www.highpriestessealing.me. Or if you are more in need of an energetic reset and to balance your chakras in a guided meditation and Reiki healing session, you can book that with me at www.highpriestessealing.me. Come heal with me, guys. Bye.